to Church Without Walls. This is message number one in our summer series, uh, Church Without Walls, where we are not meeting together in the building, but instead we're enjoying church outside of the building. I want to remind you that church is not a building. Uh, Church is not a meeting. Church is not an institution. Church is a group of people that gather together in one place where Jesus is in their midst. Uh, But I'd also add that it doesn't even need to be physically meeting together. Uh, We've been enjoying prayer meetings on Zoom this year and have fantastic times in the presence of God uh, when we're not even in the same location. So Church Without Walls is about stretching our paradigms in order that we would um, really truly begin to catch the revelation that God's got for us as a church. My hope, my My desire is that uh, each one of us would be part of this journey and allow God to speak to us in ways whereby we can gain insight and revelation uh, and really, uh, I suppose, extend the dynamic of our life with him. You know, so often uh, people come to church and they want it done for them. If you could just do my faith journey for me, if you could make it easy for me, if you could tell me what God is saying to me, And I believe God's calling us into a season where he's um, drawing individuals back to that place of first love, back to that place of encounter and relationship with him, that we would uh, have a dynamic life together as different uh, elements or attributes of Christ's body, but that our uniqueness and our diversity would make something much, much greater than we've ever seen before. These are my hopes for Church Without Walls, and I, uh, I hope you get a lot out of today's message. The title of today's message is called The Greater Mission. I want us to understand that we're not called to be together just for the sake of existing together, but that we're called to a mission. And I've got a big idea that I want to share with you today. That big idea is this. Being willing to serve means being willing to die. That's right. Being willing to serve means being willing to die. And Jesus best demonstrates this. Uh, He calls us into it, but he shows us by his example. And so what I want to show you today in the scriptures is really uh, to bring us back to the words of Jesus and the demonstration of Jesus. I want us to see why we would embrace this. You know, the truth is Christian faith is not a bus ticket to heaven where we get to escape hell You know, we're called into a banquet, a celebration in life for eternity with Christ, with each other. uh, And we will be rewarded in heaven for our life on earth. So don't be passive. Don't allow others to do life for you. But embrace the sacrificial life that God calls us into. For when we find the sacrifice that Jesus calls us into, we find the greatest life of all. The life that he designed for us. So come with me over the next 20 minutes. What I'd love to do is I'd love to show you in the scriptures what this life looks like. We can read very quickly in the the Gospels. Very briefly, I want to point you to uh, Matthew chapter 19. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 22. This is the parable, the story of the rich young man. Let's read that together. Now behold, one person came to Jesus and said to him, Good teacher, 
What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. And you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But the young man, when he heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. This passage here uh, really shows us the sacrificial life that Jesus is calling us into, whereby we would put aside those treasures that mean the most to us in order to live life with him. Now, for you, it, it might not be treasures on earth. It might not be that you have great possessions that you do not wish to sell. But the truth is, as you will see this at the end, we really need to ask ourselves, what are those things in our heart that would keep us from living the sacrificial life that Jesus has called us into? Let's quickly look, as we talk about this life of serving means a life of sacrifice, let's remind ourselves of the words of Jesus in John chapter 15, this beautiful passage when Jesus is walking with his disciples in the evening amongst the vineyard. Let's look at these verses, John chapter 15, from verse 9 to 17. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, or well, we just read about that, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father... I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, that your fruit would remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. So I remind you, this big idea that we're starting our message with today is being willing to serve means being willing to die. This idea that we would be the church outside the walls, outside the building, outside the context of a meeting, that we, the church, would be the church, that we'd be willing to serve those that God has called us to serve in our town, in our community. Being willing to serve means being willing to die. I want to share quickly with you three points for today. My first point, I want to remind you of a key point that was raised in the message I shared on the opening of our series, 
Church Without Walls. The title of the message was Church Without Walls. It was on December the 13th. This is a key point for us to understand when we're partnering with God. If we remember that we, we our calling into life with God is an eschatological calling. Eschatology is about the end times, the coming of the end of this age in the return of Jesus as the King. And I want to remind you, I want to remind all of us, myself included, that the purpose of our calling, this is point number one, the purpose of our calling is the readiness for a coming King. The purpose of our calling is the readiness for the coming of a King. As I was trying to find scriptures that would best convey this, I ended up turning all the way back to the Psalm of David, the Psalm that we read as the second Psalm. So why don't you turn there now and let's have a look at Psalm number two, this beautiful declaration, this prophetic message that God gives us. He speaks in the beginning about people plotting in vain. And, and this to me speaks of people that live their life in vain, not really working in partnership with him. They work against God and his anointed. But he, this is verse 4, He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord himself will hold them in derision, and he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress and deep pleasure. He says this, Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you, ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, all the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them like a pieces of a potter's vessel. This is a prophetic declaration and decree by David as he prophesies the coming of a Messiah to the Jewish people, God's people. That includes us, that Jesus, the Son of God, would come as a king. These are beautiful words. We've got to remember life here is not about our comfort. It's about our preparation and participation in making this earth ready for the coming of a king. Jesus himself spoke many times. I think it's numbered as 13 times Jesus spoke about the kingship that the Father was calling him into, preparing him for, that he was truly the Messiah, the promised king of the Jews that had been prophesied about, as we just read. In the beginning of Matthew 22, there's a parable that Jesus tells about a kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged marriage for a son. I urge you to go and read that parable. Matthew 22, the king asks his servants to prepare a feast for the coming king, his son. He asks the servants to invite guests, guests who don't return the call. They click going on the Facebook event, but they never show up. Don't be one of those who are invited that don't show up. In verse 14, Jesus says, For many are called, but few are chosen. What a warning to us all. My challenge for us in this message is to prepare our hearts in order for the readiness of a king, our king, our king Jesus. But if we don't live today like we're ready for the king, and the readiness and the preparation of the coming of a king, if we don't live sacrificially in the readiness of giving our lives to the preparation of the coming of the king, many are called, but few are chosen. My point number one was this, that we must live in readiness 
for the coming of a king. Point number two segues us into love. And my point here is quite simply this. Love is the antidote to your life being a clanging gong. Love is the antidote to your life being a clanging gong. Now, for those of you that are familiar with scripture, you'll know that I'm quoting the words of St. Paul the Apostle as he writes a letter to the church in Corinth, but he also writes to us. This famous passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul writes this to us. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging gong. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. What is the point of this passage? Paul is writing to us as the church, and he's saying, guys, if you're not motivated by love, your actions don't count. We can be good at doing good works. We can be good at giving generously. We can be good at serving in the church. But if our heart is wrong and our motive is not love, our actions are like a clanging gong to God. Let us not be a clanging gong. Love is the antidote to us living a life whereby we might be pleasing before God. As we live our life. What am I saying? That as the church without walls, we must be present in our community. We must be seeing the needs in our community. And I've spoken to you about this in this series already. The message on the 20th of December talks about the love of Jesus leading us along the pathway to Jesus. But if we have not love, we're but a clanging gong. What I would say to you today, church, is that your love for others, the love that Jesus has for you, that he gives you, is the antidote to your life being a clanging gong. My third and my final point is this. Jesus invites us to die. Well, that's uplifting, isn't it? Well, it should be. You're called and you're invited. Jesus invites us to die. And I would say this to you, self-sacrifice is the way to serve. Self-sacrifice is the way to serve. Jesus himself is the very best example for us of this. I call your attention to Luke chapter 9. In Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, Jesus says this to us. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him, the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Let us not be those ones who stand witness to the coming of Jesus, but do not see or taste his glory. Jesus is the perfect example of someone who loves others and would lay his life down for them. 
this is described to us in Philippians chapter 2, this picture that we read in the letter to the church of Philippi. Paul writes that we should have the same attitude as Jesus Christ, who in the being in the form of God, this is verse 6 of Philippians chapter 2, being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of men, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And in that death, God exalted him. God has highly exalted him, given him a name of every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, those in heaven and on earth and those under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. What's my point? Point number three, Jesus has called us to die. But Jesus is the best example of how we should die, that we would take the form of a servant to lay down our ambition, to lay down our privilege, to lay down even that rightful place, as Jesus did as the Son of God, equal with God, considered it not robbery, and yet he put it aside. Let us choose to die. Let us choose to live that life as Jesus did in order that we would willingly offer our lives as a sacrifice for others, that they would find Jesus. And in finding Jesus, they would find a pathway to the Father. So point number one is that we must be living a life in readiness for the coming King, Jesus, King Jesus. Point number two is that love is the antidote to our life becoming a clanging gong. Let us live in love. Point number three is that self-sacrifice is the way to serve. Jesus has invited us to die. I pray that these points would spark you in your journey this uh, summer series as we look outward into our community that we would become the church without walls and in doing so we would let our light shine before all men that they would see our good deeds and glorify our father in heaven that our connection with our neighbor that our connection with our friends that our doing life together in love would bear witness to those that are being stirred by God and being called by God into relationship with him as I land this and I close it for you today, I'd like to bring a challenge. I'd like to bring a call to action for you. And I'd like to invite you to look inwardly. If you think back to the story of the rich young man who had much and was not willing to forego it, I believe the point of that story is Jesus was saying to us, what does have possession of your heart? And so the challenge for you is to look inward and ask yourself, what is the one thing that has my heart? I pray that as you ask God to show you that he would shine his light into your heart and help you to see what that idol is. Maybe it's an ambition. Maybe it is truly money or possessions maybe it is your stature or position in your business or your job maybe it is your preference or comfort uh, i've worked with people in the past where uh, their passions have become their idol and they would not forgo their passions for the sake of god i have seen people hold up their family as an idol 
and uh, their family has taken first place in their life above God. And look, I'm all for family. I'm pro-family. But never, never would I encourage someone to have their family as an idol in place of God. You know, you can also make your issues an idol. Your personality, your struggle, your challenge, your hurt and your pain, they can become an idol in your life. And if you're not willing to give them up and give them over to God, they will become a blockage in your journey with God. So I'd encourage you to sit with God, find a quiet place and ask God, what is the one thing that you'd like me to surrender? And God, would you help me to surrender it to you in order that I would walk more closely with you in the greater mission? I pray for you that you would be willing to die and that you would be able to serve. For the journey that God's got us on is to take us outside of our comfort, to take us outside of our context and take us into the community in order that we would be his light to those that are called into relationship with him. May God richly bless you as you contemplate these scriptures, as you meditate on them, as the word of God and the spirit of God shape you into God who, who God's called you to be. My prayer is that you would truly find life in him. God bless you. I look forward to hearing testimonies of how God's worked with you. I also look forward to uh, hearing stories about how you're doing with the Church Without Walls activity challenges. Don't forget to scan the QR code, check out the website, get amongst the community, bless your family, love God and love others. I look forward to seeing you soon. God bless you all.